Let's get ready to rumble! Welcome to Netflix vs. Cinema, the podcast that is in a bit of a nostalgic mood at the moment. My name is Tosin and I am your host who has gone to that age where random things from his childhood pop back into his head. And he goes, oh my god, that happened, I can't believe this. Joining me on the Isle of Wight are Sharon. Hello. And joining me in another location, also on the Isle of Wight, socially distanced but waving to us, is Sean. Hiya. <laughs> yes, uh, yes, we have been having a little bit of a reminisce of uh, me about random stuff that came on Nigeria TV in the 1980s and 90s. But um, uh, you might be wondering why are we talking about that when this show is called Netflix vs. Cinema? This might be the first time you're listening to us. You might be wondering what on earth it is that we're all about. Now, we are, well, before lockdown kicked off, what we were doing was we were going to the cinema watching three films, which it looks like we might be able to do again very soon. Yeah, with some news that came out this week we would watch three films at cinema we would sit at home and we would watch three things at home be it tv series or films on your random streaming platforms netflix is still the king netflix is still the daddy hence why we call the netflix of the cinema we would rate them all out of five and we would decide who has won this week where was the money better spent there is no cinema so what we're going to do is we're going to kick off by talking about what we've been watching on netflix during the knockdown or on other streaming platforms then we're going to have a cinema interview where we speak to a cinephile who absolutely loves cinema cannot wait for cinema to come back and we ask them a couple of questions then we wrap up the show we f- try to figure out what they look like based on their voice we go home we do it all again next week <laughs> <laughs> so, now we uh on this thing we have uh, we love audience interaction don't we guys we do. Yeah, we love it when people, when we guess what people look like based on their voice and they send us a picture and they say, this is what we look like. We, look it where, we love it when people actually agree to come on the show because we're, <laughs> because we're like, oh my God, you want to talk to us? Please be our friend, be our friend. Yeah. <laughs> and, or send us a message or anything on Facebook or Twitter or anywhere. Yeah, any yeah. contact we get. Yes. It's like, hey. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're like, oh my God, people are actually listening. People actually paid attention to us. Um, and we, a couple of weeks ago, we had Patrick Russell. And Patrick, you, Sean, uh, Sean, sorry, Sean, you and Patrick had a good chat about stuff yeah. and about films and about all that. And we have another one today because the interview today is going to be Sean's good old friend, Butch, who he's spoken about before on the show, but we will leave that for the interview. And Patrick has listened to his show, sent us a picture, and now he's gotten back in touch with us with a quiz. Oh yeah, Patrick sent us a quiz. Uh, this is That's going cool. this is going to test it because I've looked through this and I only know like two of the answers. So I want to see what you guys think before we get onto what okay. it is that we've seen. Okay, before we get what it is that we've seen, he has sent us a quiz and he's got ten quotes. Oh no, no, twelve. So he's got twelve quotes from his favorite for some of his favorite films, and he's, he'll give you the quotes and he's like, "Can you guess the film? They are not in chronological order." So the first, okay. the first quote is, "I'd make a good Gordon, Gordon." Mm. I'd make a good Gordon. And and fr- good. yeah, I'll get, make a good Gordon, Gordon. And from the same film, are there two? Uh, oh, okay. Are there two as in dollar? I and there's two G's in bugger off. Mm. <laughs> Got to be, be a comedy, I would think. I was going to say, funny enough, I was thinking cartoon just purely for the fact that two Gordons, you know, yeah. Gordon Pasha. But, um, 
I don't think it's that because I think it's that bugger off. I can't imagine. No, yeah, I can't imagine that being in a cartoon. And say, oh, bugger off. <laughs> well, <laughs> this is, he, he sent he sent me oh he sent me the uh, the answers. Although I haven't looked at the answers, I haven't looked right, at the okay, answers what, yet. So so what uh, do you think it is? Thais? I don't have a clue. I am I am no. blank. I am blank. I'm thinking with that kind of wordplay, like I make a good Gordon Gordon. It makes me think it might be something around the forties, fifties. Because you didn't, yeah. yeah. But the problem is that then, even the same film, it has bugger off. I don't think they would have said that in the forties or fifties. No, so, no, there would have been. There, what, what, what about, about something? Thing, what about something? Sounds like something like maybe airplane or maybe airplane sequel or something like that. Yeah, but yeah. Again, I don't know. You know, perhaps it's because uh, I mean he says Shirley, Shirley, doesn't he? And yeah, yeah, like yeah. Don't, so. don't call me Shirley. <laughs> yeah, don't call me Shirley. Yeah, and, but the thing, um, but the thing is, like the bugger off means it has to be British. Mm. Yes. <laughs> So this is a good one, and I I will. I mean, I think I'm gonna say all these. See how many we can get now. Maybe I'll leave it till the end, and maybe we'll reveal the answers at the end. What do you guys reckon? Okay, Okay. yeah, I'll jot some notes down then, so I can remember. Number two, and everyone who listened to this, play along at home. If you can figure it out without Google, let us know on Twitter, Netflix vs Cinema. Same thing on Facebook. Just get in touch with us and let us know if you managed to figure out Patrick's quiz before we gave you the answer. So. Quote number two, what's the matter? Okay. You never had your hand on a teat before? Not one this size. <laughs> oh, um, I don't know. That sounds something like Dumb and Dumber. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking something along the lines of like Woody Allen, everything you wanted to know about sex, but were afraid to ask. Yeah, good, good, good point, good point. Yes, it sounds a bit carry-on to me, I have to say. <laughs> oh, but... the, oh, yeah, a bit carry-on. Oh, yeah, 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 that's a good point. That's a good point, Cam. Oh. I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not big on comedies, really. I'm not, like, a major comedy aficionado. Suggest- I'm trying to think, is there, like, a carry-on up the farm or something? Carry-on. What about carry-on camping? Because didn't they go carry to a farm? Carry-on cowboy. No, carry-on Somerset. Yeah. Yeah. No, oof, I don't I, know. Yeah, I've got. I've got to admit, I'm blank on this one. I'm blank on that one. Okay, so <laughs> number three, is this heaven? No, it's Iowa. Ah, well, we know that. I do know that one. Oh yeah, what, that's, what, that's, Can we say? Can we say? Or we don't know? Well, that's that's filled with dreams, isn't it? All right. Okay. Cool. No, I think if you, if you yes, I if, think you're right. It is. Yeah. If, if you know, Joe Jackson. If you know it, say it. Okay. Cool. So you reckon three is filled with dreams? So we have an answer there. Yes. Um. Ooh. Okay. Now this is a difficult one to say. It's hear her here, as in hear her the animal, then hear. So hear her here, and from the same film. Yeah, yeah. If I medicined you, you'd think a brain tumor was a birthday present. Mm. <laughs> you see, I was. I mean, I know it's not hair, but I mean, I always remember in um, in Hell Caesar when it was like the going. Twas that it were so simple. That's the one. That's the one. So, yeah. So, but, so I don't, um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, um, it's complicated. That's a tough one. I do like this quiz, though. We'll have to, we'll have to do one of these. Yeah, our favorites. Yeah, 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 I think so. Good okay. Next week, yeah. Now, this is the first one. Okay, no, second, oh, no, fit number five. If only you'd seen what I'd seen with your eyes. Now, this is a film I'm sure I've seen. The quote rings a massive bell, but I cannot, feel, I cannot figure out what film it is. If only you'd seen what I've seen with your eyes. I feel like it's got to be a body swap thing. 
Do you think so? Yeah, I think it's yeah, it's not like Blade Runner or something like well, that. Well, it sounds like the Roy Batty speech at yeah. the end of Blade Runner. It does, yeah. It's, but it's, it's got a hint of that, hasn't it? But he it, doesn't say that. Because, no. it, you know, before he says, I've seen things tripping off I've the thing. I've seen things, yeah. Yeah, the... yeah so I, it's like, because he, because if that's the case, he's speaking to Deckard, and he's saying, if only you have seen what I've seen with your eyes, but he's not using Deckard's eyes, unless he's no. talking about the human race and the yeah. eyes that they've made for him. So, yeah. so I don't know. It might be like an no. a, a, a obscure bit of that Roy Batty speech from the end of Blade Runner. Yeah. Uh, but either yeah, way, probably not. Either way, I'll say, Patrick, so far, you're doing really well and you're stumping us. Like that bicentennial <laughs> man or something. I don't know. That sort of thing. Ah. <gasps> I think you're right. If only you'd seen what I'd seen with your eyes. I think you, I think you might be right. Yeah. I, think it, I think it might be bicentennial man. Where did that come from? That's, yeah. <laughs> That's brilliant. That my... <laughs> it, it, That's it the might, only thing that uh, came to me anyway. It might be Bicentennial Man. It might be. Although, oh, well, Patrick has a very weird, um, eclectic sense of, uh, like, <laughs> like fla- or, or, or sense of taste. So we'll see. Now, yeah, this, so it's... it could be. It could be. I don't know. Now, number six. Number six is... Um, and this is the first one that I got. <laughs> it's the first one I got yeah. the entire day. <laughs> is for you are in Elysium and already dead. <laughs> well, we know that's that's we know that's famous, isn't it? Good old um, Russell Russell, Russell Crowe, Crow, yeah, Russell Crowe, yeah. Gladiator. I was like, yep, yeah, got that yeah, exactly. one. That's, Gladiator. Yeah. I think I think I only got two in this entire list of twelve. Number seven. Wow. What, <laughs> <laughs> number seven. Whatever your dream was, it wasn't a happy one, was it? Ooh. Really, I should try and remember back to the interview and the films he liked. Um, <laughs> he likes everything. I think what I remember from the interview yeah. is that Patrick likes everything. Everything. He, he will yeah. watch. He will watch anything. That's <laughs> uh, all right. Cool. So that's number seven. Number eight. I'll be right there after my AA meeting. Oh, Larry, I didn't realize you had a drinking problem. Well, I don't really, but that's where all the deals are being made these days. I, do, I know that one. I know that you, one. Do you? Wall Street. Is that no. LA story? Well, it might be. It might be. With um, what's Tim Robbins? It's Tim Robbins, isn't it? And it was directed by. No, oh, L- L- LA Story. Is, at the time. LA Story is um is Steve, Steve Martin. Martin. No, it's not Steve Martin one. It's it's Tim Robbins, that, and it's got Julianne Moore. That's the player. It's all of, It's about Hollywood. That's the player. The, the I player. think it's that. Okay. All right. All right. Okay. Cool. I was thinking maybe. I'm pretty sure it's that. I was thinking maybe Larry Crown, but I've never seen that film just because he had the name Larry um, in it. I'm trying to think who the the director was of the player. He did a, Robert quite Altman. a lot of stuff. Robert Altman. I'm pretty sure it's that. Robert Altman's the player. All right. Okay. Cool. Uh, number nine. You don't fancy me, do you, Miss? No, I wouldn't know that. <laughs> me, uh, yeah, me neither. I'm thinking. Bad teacher. <laughs> I was thinking. I was thinking because of the the language is very English. Ah. I, was, I was thinking the one with Judy Dench and Kate Blanchett. That's what I'm thinking. Notes, of. notes on a scandal. This, notes on a scandal. That's what I would say that was. Yeah. Okay. Now this one is really generic. I think it could be any film whatsoever because this is one of those lines, like you know, like uh, like follow that car, or <laughs> that yeah. shows up, or or oh, they don't make them like that they used is. to. That shows up again over and over in films, and it's. You should see the other guy. Oh, I know that. I know that. Well, you, 
I know. You should see the other guy. It's probably like you say. That's that's loads, isn't it? Yeah, but I yeah, think that, it, that's, yeah. that that is reminiscent of something. I'm trying to think what it is. I was thinking like some like some like it hot. It's a in a sort of slightly ironic way. Oh yeah, but yeah, no, yeah, I don't yeah, think yeah. It's that. Yeah. All right. Okay. Now, number eleven, and this is a very this is a this is this is this is an open goal. This is an open goal, which is why I got it. I'll have what she's having. Oh, oh yeah, that's so well, yeah. yeah, the old scene. Yeah, that famous scene that people try to recreate. Yeah, they yeah, did, yeah. Uh, have you have you guys ever seen a, a thing? It's um, it's like a movie quiz. They, they like do it in the movies or something like that. It was on. I know. It was, I think it was on Sky. It might have been, but it was Alan Carr, and he'd have people on, and they they actually had. They did a scene. They they but they had to do it in like a cafe in front of people. And there was Jennifer Saunders. All right. And they had, they had, they had no, to have like a squeeze, squeegee ketchup bottle, and they dared people, and they're going, like, oh, oh, like squeeze. Well, squeeze what, the what to recreate them, when, Harry, when Harry met Sally? Z. When Harry met Sally, yeah, but just in a, like a <laughs> cafe in London, you know, just like a, a greasy, <laughs> greasy spoon cafe, and you see all the people looking, and that that it was. What was it called? Yeah, Alan Carr was the thing. I used to. I thought it was really really funny because I used to have. They had they had Michael Sheen on there as a regular, as a regular. Um, sort of captain and then they had the bold uh, comedian I know the I one it was on I know the one you mean I didn't you know watch I mean? it but I know the one you mean yeah and then they'd have people on that I think didn't really yeah. know what they'd let themselves in for because they used to have to dress up and do scenes scenes from films and one would have the right lines and the other one would have to improvise so they you know they pick famous scenes actually I'd like to see that again they don't yeah it's not like that in the movies or something like that but oh. it was it was great and I just remember them they actually filmed, they actually went out and they filmed and Jennifer Saunders was in one and she had to go, oh, oh you know, do the... Oh, yeah, do, do the Meg Ryan she, bit. She was really good, yeah. <laughs> so, I'll oh, try and catch that. Oh, well, all right. Uh, when you do find it, let me know what it was. And oh, I will do. Yeah, and the final thing, the final episode on the... Pat, the final question of the Patrick Johnson or Patrick Russell quote quiz is, and tomorrow we'll come back and we cut off your Johnson. It's written as Johnson. I'm not sure if it's Johnson, but it's written as Johnson. It's like, and tomorrow we come back and we cut off your Johnson. Ooh, tonight. No idea. Yeah, yeah. I, no again, I th- I've, I've, I've seen that film. Okay. And I'm trying to think where that comes from. All right. So shall we carry on? And then at the end of the show, we'll say these are where the answers were. Yeah. I've got yeah, an idea. Good... I think number seven, the one about whatever your dream was, it wasn't a very happy one. Could that be a matter of life and death? That's a good shout. Because he's Ooh. in hospital, That's isn't a... he? And he wakes up at the end and there's a nurse hovering over him. But I don't know. That, that is... would say that was a dream. But it's well, a possibility. What about, what about it's a wonderful life? <laughs> it's a wonderful life. Is there something in there about... I can't, I... No. He does dream in there. He does. Oh, okay, anyway. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess whatever your dream was, I guess that could be Clarence talking to George. But Yeah. It, it, but hey. I think yours is a better. I think yours is a better shout, though, Sharon. That's one I thought I thought of anyway. So I got. We'll come back. Uh, okay, so. Yeah, they I, that. But I, I right, only, yeah, I only on. got. I only got two. I only got two out of all of those, and I think with your help, I've. I've I think I've. We've definitely added another one. Maybe. <laughs> may, may, maybe two. Maybe I've got. Two. I've got six answers. Seven answers. No, six answers written down because I've gone over six answers written down as possibles. Okay, all right. Uh, we'll okay. find out. We'll find out at the end of the show how right or wrong we are. You guys might need to remember me because I might very well forget. <laughs> anyway, I've made, I've made slight crib notes here so I can have a look. 
Okay, so that's our version of a Zoom quiz. Now, I mean, they're all the rage now, Zoom quizzes. And, yeah. <laughs> but let's get on to what it is that we've actually been watching this week. Uh, have we got anything on the t- on the table? I've got something on the chopping block. Um, for me, really, I've been... I, I can't say I've watched anything. I've, 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 again, I've been on YouTube and um, I've watched a few of the... It's called The Actors Studio, a lot of um, oh, yeah. interviews. Yeah, with like James Robert Lipton. Redford. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I've, I've watched this, a number of those. He died in March, didn't he, old James Did he? Lipton? Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow, all right. Yeah. And, the um, lockdown, he died. And I just... Because I was looking at... Vietnam, I got onto, uh, again, um, this Vietnam, and yep. um, I, I watched a few Vietnam things about the guys who was there, a guy called... Uh, Erhart, who who's a, like was a poet and that, and then I thought, blimey, in about when I was on my travels, I read a book called um, About Face, which is about this colonel in Vietnam that was groomed for the top slot in the corporation. He wrote this book about how bad it was and all that. And so, I mean, he, he passed away last year, but his name was Hack Hackworth, and um, and so I watched about three interviews of when he wrote this book because he was hounded by the American military, and he said. He was lucky that he said the ABC put a news crew with him because while he was in Vietnam, he was like, you know, there was maybe attempts on his life and whatever. Oh, yeah. Well, he was so, so critical of all the to frag all stuff. Him. And so, yeah. So, um, but no, he's great. And um, obviously, he was allowed back into the States in the end because, like he said, you know, it was they were all sort of armchair generals that weren't running the war. They had no idea. Yeah. So, so that's what I've been doing, really, mainly historical stuff. All right. And film stuff. It sounds oh, yeah, pretty, it's good. That was pretty good. Sounds pretty good. One of the things I'm hoping to watch before next week is the five, uh, the five bloods. Spike Lee's oh. new movie on Netflix. Oh, I, yeah. All oh, right. Yeah, which is about okay. it's about four black Vietnam War veterans, and oh yeah, it's been getting rave reviews. People have been saying this thing could be an Oscars contender, and it's um yeah, and it's oh, but I think with it's being put on Netflix under their Black Lives Matter series. So okay. essentially, films that are made about black people by black people. I'm not. I'm sorry. I'm not entirely. I'm not entirely sure what the criteria is for it, but it's actually being labeled as that. But everybody says uh, everything I've heard has been people going, "Oh my God, is Spike Lee back on form the way he should be?" So that's what I think, Sean. I would be interested. Yeah, to see oh, I, I, I will definitely, definitely see that because, as I say, I haven't really watched much on Netflix because I haven't. You know, I took the dis- I I stopped the subscription. Yeah. So I might have to get it back because they keep sending me little messages saying, come back and join us. Well, I'm surprised. We've got lots of things. I'm surprised that your your landlord doesn't have Netflix. Um, uh, <laughs> well, okay, okay. Let's leave got, it at that. Got, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah <laughs> let's yeah, leave yeah, it there. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I thought we were about to go into like, you know, last week where we got Simon. <laughs> Simon should go like, yeah, I got extracted for my sources. <laughs> 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 We're about to get back into this. Let's just leave it there. All right, cool. Um, Jean, um, I might have a way for you. We'll talk about. We'll talk when we're not when we're not being recorded. So, Sharon, Sharon, what you been seeing? <laughs> well, I watched the three parter on BBC, um, the Salisbury Poisonings. So, I that was oh, been my yeah. main. That's been my like, appointment viewing. I thought, no, I want to watch all of that, and yeah, I must. Admit, I've been going through the Netflix, you know, just releases all the. You may like this because you watched this thing. 
Um, and I've lost, but I have struggled to find anything to get my teeth back into. So I haven't really watched a lot this week. But yeah, I did watch the Salisbury Poisonings. What's that like? Because it's it's one of these things. I know that there's, they did something on the Windrush scandal recently as well. And they did something on the Salisbury Poisonings. So there's this also like recent thing, recent public affair thing, make a, make a drama about it. And I, I, I don't usually get on with them that well. But what, what was this one like? No, I thought you've done it very well. Um, it take it was taking it from the point of view of the public safety aspect of it. So one of the main, we it's it, they say it's based on recordings and interviews, and because it's quite recent history, there's there's obviously all the media it was all over it. So mm-hmm. they've used all their the the footage they had, and they sort of built this drama, and they basically followed the main protagonist that we follow is the sergeant who was one of the first on the Scripple's house and he was infected and you see it from the point of view of his family and then the lady who leads the public safety um, investigation yeah. so it was her decision basically to sort of shut down Salisbury and you see we saw all those sort of metal barriers go up all around the places where they'd been because initially they did not know what the contamination was and what had caused them to fall ill so basically they shut down everywhere where the Scripples had been um, within hours it was very quickly they thought they don't know what's caused this in case it is something that can get into the public water because first of all it might have been food poisoning so they're thinking okay if it's food poisoning then we need to make sure that the restaurant is shut down um where they've been has been shut down and they thought it was a contaminant they thought okay if it's been contaminant we need, we need to treat this like it's highly contagious yeah. so they basically shut down everything and she did that very quickly and they think because she did that very quickly that it's saved um literally saved thousands of potentially thousands of lives it's it's weirdly timely isn't it yeah <laughs> it's weirdly timely. My friend, i was talking about this to my friend and she was saying about watching the people with their hazmat suits on and shutting down these places and not touching stuff and um, and how one one person was saying, oh, I don't think we because she was saying, oh, we need to shut the police station down because this detective sergeant he'd got ill very quickly. Well, he but they hadn't recognised that it was connected to the investigation for about three days. Yeah, and he'd been home and none of his family got ill. And so when it, when they identified that he was a victim of this nervotrop poisoning, they then sort of re- retraced his steps. Okay, and. You see them sort of shutting this whole lot down, and you the way he was treated, like in the hospital, they were suddenly having to put the gloves on and they couldn't touch him. And then they were told, "Don't touch him because he is potentially a crime scene. His body yeah. is a crime scene." Yeah. Just yeah. Oh, okay. Wait, the timing of it is extraordinary. Yeah. All right. Now, Sean is Sean has got that ants in his pants look. I, He's got his. I have. So, yeah. So Sean, go for it. <laughs> okay. What I did watch, and I watched it with landlord was. Contagion. Oh, that's when Sharon said about that's very said. I did actually watch Contagion on I think it was Tuesday night. Okay, yeah, I watched yeah. that. So yeah, so that's all I wanted to say. It was just as soon as Sharon said. Um, hazmat about, suits. Oh no, you said it's very apt. Yeah, oh, yeah, hazmat suits. Very, yeah. yeah. I watched Contagion. Or, and I reckon they've got. They reckon all the modern stuff that they've done with this lockdown, they've taken from that movie. Yeah. Okay. Okay. We'll come back to Contagion after we get Sharon's after we get Sharon's rating for the Salisbury poisonings. Okay. So, Sharon, what's your rating? Worth a watch or not? I think it's definitely worth a watch. And I'm also the other third person. They they follow three families. The third person is is the lady who actually died of it. She was. Um, I'm trying to think because what her name is. I think it's a Nina. She was. That the was one like who that was like a week later. This- 
and then she found it something in about, the park or that something. Was two month, it was about two months later. Okay. It was months later. It was after they'd reopened Salisbury and everything was fine. And then suddenly these two people get ill. And what they had found was um, this guy had been previously homeless and he was kitting out his brand new flat. And he'd basically been sort of like skip surfing. And in one of these skips, he'd found a sealed brand new bottle of perfume that was still in a plastic security case. And he was like, well, this is really expensive stuff. It was probably a branded, the, the make and model was proper, the, the right look, like yeah. it was a proper yeah. design, the perfume. And he gave it to his girlfriend. And she, they broke the seal in his flat, and then she took it out and went, shh, 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 oh, it doesn't smell much, and did it again. And basically, she's just wow. contaminated herself. And then she collapsed within an hour, and then he collapsed within two hours because he just sniffed it. So, oh, I can't really smell much either. <laughs> <laughs> and and that's when it, they, they that then when the actual death from this Novotok occurred. Um, unfortunately for her, because she was in the flat. She never took that contaminant anywhere else. So it was for, even though we know the story, even though it's familiar to us, yeah. I thought they did it in such a way that it felt like drama. You felt like you were watching, and you felt a certain tenseness when you're watching it. Because even though you know what happens, you're still feeling, oh, don't do that, don't do that. And, yeah, yeah, <laughs> and yeah. And when you see these you events mean. unfold, you can feel yourself, you know, yeah, that you get tense again. So I thought it was very well done as drama and very well done. I think it was respectful of the people involved. And at the end of it, they had this little photo montage of everyone in the film had said, yeah, they, 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 you see the real people. You see, they sort of showed them and said, okay, this is what's happened to this family since these events. Yeah. And you saw all the main protagonists. So obviously they must have cooperated in the making of this film. So it, it felt authentic. It had that ring of truth about it. How many so stars? So it worked as drama. I would give it a four star rating. Good stuff. I thought I would definitely rate it. Uh, to me, it was sort of had that feel like um, Chernobyl did, how you just get, you feel it, it felt authentic when you're watching it. Okay. But dramatic at the same time. So yeah, I'd, I'd rate it. I thought it was very well done and sensitively done. Um, so I'll give it definitely yeah, a strong four. Good stuff. Sean, Contagion. You were saying about the yeah. You, you reckon that there are a lot of things that are happening now. They they took out of Contagion. Yeah, yeah. I reckon. I reckon that was like a, a precursor. I mean, what year was that? What year was Contagion? Twenty eleven. Was it? Oh, 2011. I'm miles out then. Because yeah. oh, okay. I just watched it and um, nine years. I was thinking, oh my goodness, you know, this is like you know all social di- and I, yeah, I quite. To, to be fair, um, I don't know. If, I must have watched it. I must have seen it at the cinema, but. Um, I definitely. I didn't really twig at the time. Yeah, but what I mean is to see it again. It's like, wow, wow, look at this. <laughs> yeah. This is in there, you know. And I, what I really liked was, like, because it starts off on day two, doesn't it? Yeah. Does it start off on day. Yeah, it starts off on day two, it, and then it, it goes back. It doesn't show you happens. day one yeah. until much later. Yeah. Yeah, till the end of the film. So yeah, so I've just found that. Um, I found it, that incredibly it's funny interesting because Contagion has been in the news this week. Um, Contagion was actually when the when this whole thing kicked off, when the whole coronavirus thing kicked off, Contagion jumped up all of the streaming platforms. It was that number one watched film. <laughs> was this whole thing yeah. kicked off? And um, it, people have been said that it's it's stupidly prophetic. And they actually the BBC this week interviewed the guy who was the consultant on Contagion, as in if we had a worldwide pandemic pandemic this is what would happen and he said that he was like yeah the reason i go into such a i go involved in this film is because i wanted to prevent a pandemic actually happening i wanted to sort of like show people this is how vulnerable we are this is what could happen if we ended up with a pandemic and the more you look at that film the more you think 
oh my god it's a documentary it's like it's like it's like it's like it's like someone someone made a documentary about something that hasn't happened yet (laughs) so yeah yeah. i must say i watched it at the time i haven't seen it since well uh, Uh, it's interesting the way it plays out though because i can't remember how the film progresses but when I was looking at the John Hopkins University website, because, you know, where the daily coronavirus updates in this country, we've, they've almost been, like, pushed to the bottom of the, the news headlines. There's always something that sort of trumps it at the moment, and so our figures are looking reasonable. But you think worldwide, it's still a million cases a week have been diagnosed. Yeah. And um, you think it's getting to a point where it's going to be more than a million cases a week if it continues at this rate. So we're acting like it's all over, and it's like, hey, you know what? We've got this sussed. Well, some but people actually, are, yeah. around the world around the world it's like actually we are it's escalating because when you look at that trajectory it's getting steeper when you look at worldwide figures and yeah it was last week it was um it, it took it was less than a week to go from seven million cases worldwide to eight million cases worldwide so we're still in the middle of <laughs> we're still in the yeah. middle of the film people <laughs> yeah we're still in the middle of yeah. the film so even even the even the time frame in which they find a, a, a vaccine in the film it's pretty Pretty similar to what mm. they're saying now at the moment. Yeah. So, yeah. Sean, how many stars would you give Contagion? Well, I give. I mean, I probably would have um, given it. I probably would have given it a three if I'd have just watched it and this wouldn't be. But I mean, I'm going to give it a four purely for the mm. fact that it's like a documentary. Of something that they, yeah. yeah. So we're going to give that a four. Yeah, I'll give that. Don't be Yeah, I think I think because of the way they did it, that there's no way you have to do it. You you have to give it a four because you're like, oh my god, they were so on the money. All right. Um, now, my viewing thing for this week. I've st- well, uh, I started watching Artemis Fowl on Disney Plus. It was going to be our first Disney. Oh yeah, Plus I've seen the thing. banner for that. Yeah, <laughs> I started watching Artemis Fowl, and let me put it this way: I started watching it. My internet went down earlier today, and I was thankful that my internet went down so I could stop watching it. But <laughs> <laughs> so, but but I finished watching that. That I- good. It, it was it was that good it, oh god uh, but it, it's like, i'm looking at it i have like a list of things i've written down that i'm like i need to have a rant about this i need to have a real rant about oh, this oh, oh. so uh, i'll keep it to the rules of the show i'll wait until i finish watching it and then i'm going to do that next week but the thing i've actually finished watching is the first apple tv plus thing that we're going to review on this podcast and it is mm-hmm. the morning show the morning show, which was the... Because so Apple TV, you know when Netflix came in and Netflix was like the daddy of all the streaming sites for ages and Amazon Prime yeah. came up and then Disney Plus was coming up. The, but a- Apple had their own thing, which was Apple uh, Apple Plus T- Apple TV Plus. And they had their own original programming. And the big thing that they launched with was called The Morning Show, starring Jennifer Aniston and Reese Witherspoon and Steve Carell. And the whole idea behind this is that Jennifer Aniston and Steve Carell are co-hosts of a morning show. So in this, you know, when you have like, you know, GMTV on ITV or BBC Breakfast. Or, but essentially what those shows are modeled on, which is the American one. So like the Today Show and all that. And the whole idea is that the, the, co, so the, co, the male co-host, when you start off at episode one, this, there's, all of a sudden it becomes aware that there's been this news article that's been released that talks about his sexual misconduct conduct over the last couple of years 
as and how he's abused his power so it's a very very it's very very sort of like you know presented with a me too thing it came all about about the me too thing people like harvey weinstein i believe like matt lauer who was who's on the today show in america he had a similar thing and all these things come out and the it's about how the network reacts to it and the network are like that's it we have to fire the guy he can't be here anymore and then jennifer aniston becomes uh, she they say how we're going to find her new co-host and it becomes this whole sort of treaties on the me too movement and how some people try to well, essentially how different people are trying to use it and how people are trying to f- avoid being caught up in it and i think it's you, you guys you saw the film bombshell right i know sean you did yeah yeah, yeah. you saw the film? I saw no, bombshell. I uh, yeah. yeah and it, it covers similar ground to bombshell but i think because it has 10 hours as opposed to two it actually has more time to go deeper and go into all the gray areas and go into all oh, right because it's the fact that how you can you can look at it and you can see for instance that because when you meet the Steve Carell character Mitch Kessler he is really really charismatic he's really really personable everybody loves him and they went and you get to see how everybody could love this guy and you also get to see how some of his behavior you look at that and you're watching it and you're going oh my god oh 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 that's not good there is one particular scene that the whole season kind of builds up to between Steve Carell and um, the, well, I, I wouldn't say because that might be a spoiler with, with it, but that scene is so like ants up your bank, cringy when you're like, oh my God, oh my God. Oh. But, but when they, but you can also see how from his point of view, he thinks he's done nothing wrong. He thinks mm. all these things were consensual. All these things were, he's like, what the heck? Why are you trying to, you're trying to come after me for this reason, that reason, that reason. And it, and the, the show works a very tight line because I think some people will look at it and say, you're giving the um, attacker too much of a play. You're trying to sort of like, you know, uh, excuse their, you're trying to excuse their behavior. But I think that they do a very, very fine job. And Mitch and Steve Carell plays it really, really well to walk this line between just somebody who was predatory but didn't think he was being it. He didn't think that he didn't mm. think there was anything wrong with his with his. And I think Jennifer Aniston is really good. Reese Witherspoon comes in because she ends up being caught in the midst of this power struggle as the new anchor of the show. She gets plucked out of nowhere and being, being placed down as the new anchor of the show. And it becomes this big, massive power struggle between Jennifer Aniston, who's trying to save her career, and the, the studio bosses who are trying to save face and claim that they knew nothing about all this and it was just this one guy. And then they're trying to place blame on somebody else to say, he's the reason why we have this toxic work environment. It has nothing to do with the boss. And someone else is trying to show off that, no, 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 the boss knew about this and the boss was protecting the prize assets which is why we had this toxic environment and i think it does a it's a real big juggling act that at the beginning with i wasn't sure i liked that by the end i was like no actually i think i really do i really really do like this but i think full marks have to go to billy crudup now billy crudup is one of those guys who you think should have been a bigger star than he actually is yeah absolutely yeah i think billy crudup you think i don't understand why this guy was not a bigger star because he plays a car he plays an executive and he, this executive is walking around loving, absolutely loving all the chaos around him. He's loving it. And Billy Crudup plays the entire thing with this massive grin on his face, which is just like, he is having so much fun. And unlike sometimes where you have like, you get the feeling that an actor is having so much fun at the expense of the audience. You feel like this guy, this, this actor 
And you feel like Billy Crudup, the actor, is having more fun than anybody else on that set. And mm-hmm. you feel like his character as well is having more fun than anybody else because he's loving all this chaos. And he just... Uh, and I think it is... The, sh- the show is, watch- is worth watching for Billy Crudup's performance alone because he just has this massive, massive, blank-eating grin on his face throughout the entire 10 episodes. And it's a joy. It's an absolute joy to watch him. I would give it a 4 out of 5. Wow. Ooh. So yeah, so that is the morning show. I mean, honestly, I would say yeah, four stars. I think it's a good. I think it's it's a good attempt to um to to grapple with the issues with the whole Me Too movement and all that. I mean, is is it just not a sort of rehash of Bombshell? Is it similar it thing is, to Bombshell? It, it's it's. It's a bit different because uh, the thing about it is that because Bombshell was is very black and white. And a lot of people, when they complained about Bombshell, they said that the problem was they because of the way they made the film, they made it look as if these are the good guys, these are the bad guys. And, right, they, okay. and a lot of people point out that Megyn Kelly, um, Megyn Kelly, who is the main character of the film played by Charlize Theron, that in real life, people, she's a Fox News anchor. She's one of the main people on Fox News. And there's a lot of people who see her as a bad guy. So, uh-huh. and, and so, so, but people said that b- because Bombshell was only two hours long, it had to do, it had to say, all right, we're going to do this whole thing. This is the good guy. This is the bad guy. She's the one who um, has experienced abuse. Therefore, she, she's got to be, she, she's on the side of the good here. And people are like, yeah, but some of her, some of her behavior in real life was problematic. And in, yeah. And so because there's 10 hours on the morning show, they go a lot more into like Jennifer Aniston. So people point out the fact that so this guy, Mitch Kessler, he was doing this for what, 10 years or something like that on the morning show. I think they say they've been together for 15 years. She's been beside him that whole time. And people were saying, so how on earth did he get away with it without her knowing? So they go into the whole question of was she complicit as a woman in the abuse of other women? by keeping quiet so that so there's so it's it's a lot more nuanced as as we all as people who might listen to the show know i yeah. like i love i love my nuance i love it when people don't mm. yeah, everything yeah. black and white so it's a lot more nuanced and they go a lot more into whether she knew about it and just turned a blind eye it was she complicit in it and because you have this reese witherspoon character who comes into the midst of it and she's kind of like you know hi- highly idealistic reporter she's a person who hasn't been able to hold the job down for too long because she's too idealistic and she ends up like rubbing people up the wrong way and she thinks no we're gonna we're supposed to find the truth and then you put someone like that in the middle of a big media conglomerate that is all about trying to make sure that appearances are right and there's there's some really really cracking scenes in it there's some cracking interview scenes even though you know that it's all they, they built so much tension in it and there's just bits where you can see how this person might have gone to that place, how that person might have come in. Martin Short shows up as a director of films who is like, you talk about the casting couch, you talk about all that kind of, he, he's, he's like, you know, the, uh, and there's, there's bits in it where they come where people actually, essentially people are forced to examine themselves. They're forced to examine what it is that I've done. Am I abusing my power? Has this gone in? So I feel like it does a good job of trying to explain the issues yeah. at the heart of it. There's some bits where it gets a bit, polemic the the note it ends on it i think it tries to go for a little bit of a network you know the i'm mad as hell and i'm not gonna take it anymore thing from mm. from network it tries to go for one of those sort of moves and it might not quite work it might not quite work it might be a bit much 
and it, it it might be a little bit unrealistic but um and because of the cast over you've heard all the names i've mentioned because apple's apple's approach to streaming things throw money at it get all the best people get big big names so in one show we're gonna have reese witherspoon jennifer aniston billy crudup steve carell we're gonna bring martin short in for five minutes we're going to, and you have all these people it's like we've got google and Bartha raw we've got and this and i looked at this going how on earth are they going to make a second season of this show because all these people are busy They're throwing everything at the first one well no, yeah because all these people are busy all these people have packed schedules you're not going to be able to get them back together to make a second season. But apparently they are doing a second season because there's a lot of dangling bits of storyline that are left. I feel like as a whole, mm-hmm. it, it works on a season on its own. And the problem is that to watch it, you have to have an Apple TV Plus subscription and or as Saima in, in Dhaka in Bangladesh, you need to have a source. And, <laughs> and, um, so I don't think many people are going to watch it, but I do think it's a very, very good show. That uh, because when I watched the first couple of episodes, it probably took me about three months to see the first three episodes and about a month to see the last seven because it does pick up all of a sudden and then you go, Oh, wow, okay, cool, let's see more, let's see, let's see, let's see more. So, yeah, that's the morning show. Mm-hmm. Well, cool. we now we now come on to the cinema section of our show, and as we said, what we're doing now is we're finding ourselves a lovely cinephile, somebody who loves cinema, someone who can believe, can you know, has it in their bones, can't live without it. They don't have to have been in the films or anything like that, but they just have to have loved it. And they, we interview them, we ask them four questions, we ask them, uh, you know, what was the first one they saw at the cinema? What was uh, the last one they caught before the lockdown? Why they think that, why they think people go to the cinema? Why do they go to the cinema? And what they're most looking forward to when it, when cinemas reopen? Now we had an interview with Butch. Sean's friend who used to throw keys down to him so he could come into the cinema and watch films from a projection booth. And I'm not sure we answer any of those questions. <laughs> I think we sort of touch on those. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I, I, think, I, think we, I think we touch on those questions, but we dance around a lot of them because Birch has a lot of stories about what cinema used to be like. And as you might have guessed, I love stories of a bygone era. I love stories of this is what cinema was like before I ever even like, you know, got a chance to go into one. And Birch, who has essentially... He's essentially, his, his entire working life, as he would tell us, has been in a cinema, has been in cinemas in and around Bournemouth. So uh, he, we just, we kind of like, he's, I think, Sean, I can see why you guys are friends. There's a little bit of wind him up and let him go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's yeah. a little bit of wind him up and let him go. So everybody, yeah. we hope you enjoy it. This is Butch. And thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming up and joining us on the Netflix versus Cinema podcast interview. So... So, uh, from what I understand, from what Sean tells me, Sean, Sean has been really, really keen that you come on, you come on, and you took, talk to us, and we actually have a chat with you, because he keeps telling this story about you working as a projectionist in a cinema. That's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, working as a projectionist in cinema, well, um, is was this in Bournemouth? Yeah, this is the Odeon Cinema in Bournemouth, the original Odeon. All right. Yeah. So, t- tell us a little bit about that. Tell us a little bit about the uh, the Odeon Cinema in well, Bournemouth. I, how did how did you I, end up working there? I started there when I was 15 years old. I just left school, and I was always interested in films. I used to go there for at, um, on the Saturday mornings, you know? Yes. Yeah. And uh, I applied for a job before I left school, and they said, come back in six months' time, and we'll let you know. Anyway, I left school, and, I went, and uh, they gave me the job two weeks after leaving school. <laughs> <laughs> so, so what level of school was that at that, um, at that time? Uh, that, 
secondary modern school, what they call a secondary modern school, you know? Um, oh, yeah? Because, yeah, I left when I was 15, and the following year, it went up to 16, you know? So I was lucky. I got out. Only, I was only just 15. I was 15 on, on the uh, 18th of July, and I left school on the uh, 23rd of July. And uh, then I, I actually started work on 8th of August, 1961. Oh, oh, so that means, so you said you said the original Odeon. So that is, so is, yeah. is that is that before the sort of big chain that we know now? The You know, the big Odeon? Well, it, Odeon. It, well, it, well the, the, um, what happened is it, in Bournemouth, they had two cinemas. One was called the Gaumont. Yep. One was called... One was called Union. They belong. They belonged to the rank organisation. Yeah. Right? And also in, um, well, there used to be about fifteen to sixteen cinemas in and around Bournemouth at that time. Yeah. And uh, the Odeon was the top-notch cinema because they were equipped with seventeen millimeter films. Oh yeah. Yeah, they had all the big epics. <laughs> and, and when I started, they were showing the film The Alamo. So when people would say to me, "How long have you been in the business?" I said, "Since the Alamo." <laughs> Anybody knows their history? The Alamo took place in 1863, uh, 36. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so so um, so the Alamo, but the film. This was the big star-studded one with, like, you know, with your John Wayne's John Wayne. and every- Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, well, what year was that? Sixty-one. So you yeah. so you started up. You started. You were there since nine. So you you been a projectionist since nineteen sixty-one. Yep. Mm-hmm. yep. So that means that you must have seen the change from Odeon to everything else to Cineworld, oh, and then uh, Cineworld used to be something else, absolutely. and then. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, even in the time I was at the Odeon, there was ch- the changes were coming in, like um, transistorized sound, rather than dull vowel sounds, you know, yeah. um, and things like that. Uh, Xenon lamps instead of carbon arcs, you know. You know? Uh, yep. They actually, they actually used our place as um, a test bed for some of these things, you know. Yeah. Because. Uh, in those days, um, we had a lot, a uh, lot of free time. Sometimes, every other day, you didn't, you didn't have a matinee, so you, you didn't show the film until the evening. So during the afternoon, you could do all the maintenance and various other things, you know. Yeah. And uh, and of course, my claim to fame is working at the Odeon. We had the um, sound of music there for nineteen months. Nineteen. <laughs> what was that? The when it was originally released. Uh, that was uh, 64, I think, the um, 64, 65, I think, the uh, Sound of Music, yeah. And we had it, with, uh, yeah, six, 19 months. We had 1,062 <laughs> public showings of it, you know. And we knew every damn word, every song. Every... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. But there we go, yeah. <laughs> okay, so, so so as a projectionist, because we were speaking to somebody the other day, I think, who's, who's run about the same age as you. He used to work as a cinema usher. And he was talking about the fact that uh, I know Sean sometimes talks about the fact they had continuous performances where you just yeah. show the film over and over and over again. Okay, yeah, that's right. And, yeah, yeah. And he used to talk about this sometimes that he would have to sit down there and he would have to watch one film over and over again. So, what one film do you remember that you think that was a pleasure to watch over and over again? And what was it? Two thousand one, a space odyssey. Okay, and okay. That was, that was straight off the bat. And okay, what one film do you remember watching and you think, oh my God, I can't believe I had to watch that over and over again? The Godfather and Love Story. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Wow. Okay. Sean, uh, uh, let's bring Sean in. So okay, I'm just going to take Sean off mute. All right. Yeah. Okay. Hang on. Yeah, cool, cool. Yeah. So Sean, 
What do you think about that? Because okay, you you've been talking you've been talking Butch up, and you've been saying yeah, Butch this and everything like that. And he says like <laughs> he says, oh my god, I really really wish I don't have to like don't have to sit through the Godfather again. And I know you quite like the Godfather. Oh, I love the Godfather. I love the Godfather. <laughs> but that must have that must have had a long run as well. I would imagine. Butch, that, that, that's that a must problem. Have... It's a good film to see once, you know. But when you're, <laughs> oh, I've watched it loads of times. It's up there with the top ones for me. But love story, I've got to agree with you. Love yeah, story, yeah, I wear that would drive you nuts. Well, what we used to do, we had, we had a multitude of weeks for, for throughout the summer. We had love story one week, then the Godfather, yeah, you know, <laughs> next week. Oh you know? my god! Oh, yeah. good lord! So, so they were tag TV. <laughs> yeah. They were but tag they had, TV. The other film I enjoyed was Paint Your Wagon. That was a great. Yeah. Yes! <laughs> good, good, good musical, yeah, 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 really good, yeah. yeah oh, so, so, Paint Your yeah. Wagon, so, so Sean and I have been doing podcasts for about six years, and every now yeah. and then, podcast show, uh, I mean, Paint Your Wagon shows up. Because yeah, oh, gives... yeah, 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 great film, great film. Anything that would leave Marvin, it's got to be good, you know? <laughs> yeah, I know, because I know there's, there's a whole bunch of people who don't like Paint Your Wagon, wagon because it's yeah. Lee Marvin oh, well, singing in a musical. It can't please everybody, yeah? Yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, okay, so, um, so uh, right, okay, so we have a couple of questions that we usually ask, but before we get into those questions, I think Sean has already briefed you and told you what questions he was going to ask, but before we go into the questions, Sean yeah. keeps telling this story about how he would come over to the cinema and you would throw the keys out of the window to him. He would, oh, and yeah. then and then he would sneak in the back, come into the projectionist and watch films for free. I'm guessing. I'm well, guessing. That's right. Well, I'm we guess- had our own. That's right. We had our own back door entrance to the up to the projection room, you know. So and they had a doorbell. He ring the doorbell and throw the keys up. Come on up, have a cup of tea, watch some movies. <laughs> okay so so i'm guessing it, i'm guessing that we're safe because I'm, I'm guessing that you haven't worked in this cinema for a while so i'm guessing that yeah. it's, okay, it's yeah. okay to it's okay to talk about the fact that sean got to watch a whole bunch of films for free yeah well i think that the, the thing there was um the, the cinema is automated and it virtually run itself you just there to make sure it's, it's gonna work you know oh yeah so, make sure that make sure that nothing goes wrong yeah yeah that's right yeah i did uh, you did have to put the films together, though, Butch, didn't you? I remember oh, yeah. you having the big cans oh, but, and you had to oh, splice them all together. Yeah, we had to splice all the reels together and all that, yeah. And, um, you know, do all the maintenance on the, on the machines and that. Yeah, quite. Yeah, quite. yeah. yeah so, we weren't just mad at it ran. The film was running, yeah. All the hard work come when the film wasn't running. Yeah? We had to do all that, you know. <laughs> Yeah, but but, but once the once the film started running, you were just kind of like lay back, cup of tea. Well, yeah, yeah just sit, sit there, wait for it to finish, and uh, lace it up again, and away it goes again. Yeah, make sure you know, everything's all right. Make sure it's in focus. Make sure the sounds good. You know, yeah. But uh, oh. yeah. yeah. Oh, good stuff. I I, I, I just want to say. Okay, so. Sean has this whole thing because, as I said, we've been talking films for six years, and every now and then, Sean comes up with uh, we, "Sound of Music" comes up, and we talk about like favorite songs. And Sean's favorite song is "I Have Confidence in Sunshine," <laughs> "I Have Confidence in Rain." <laughs> and I, I wanted to know: Did you have anything to do with this? <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I was just thinking because you were saying you can you can essentially recite the sound of music forward and backwards. So I was like, yes. I was like, okay, cool. I, I, I'm beginning to see a link here. Right. So, Butch, thanks so much. And I've got to ask you the name Butch. So that is not actually your real name. Sean says no, that my, you. Pref- no, my, no. Well, <laughs> my real name is Dean. All right. But I got a, because I got, had an American father. Oh yeah. He, he, he nicknamed me Butch, and the name Butch came from um, 
the film industry, funny enough, back in the th- th- 40s, and you know, there's a series of films with our gang. Okay, yeah. Uh, they were known under different titles, and one of the characters was Baby Butch. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they gave me that name, and it stuck, you know? <laughs> yeah. But, but my real name, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, okay, good stuff. Because I was wondering whether it had something to do with a certain Mr. Cassidy. <laughs> no. yeah. All right. So now the questions that we usually ask on this interview, because what we're doing, you know, I mean, I think Sean's explained the format of what we usually do. We usually watch things at home on Netflix and all the different sort of streaming platforms. We watch yeah. three things a week, and we watch three things in the cinema, and we weigh them yeah. up, and we, we try and figure out where is our money better spent? Where was the money better spent this week? Was it in the cinemas or was it at home? <laughs> yeah, yeah uh, but, but obviously at the moment, cinemas are shut, so we can't do that. So what we're doing instead is that we're having... Um, what we're doing instead is that we're having these interviews and we're asking people about their memories of cinema. What is it that they... Um, and the first question that we usually ask people is, what was the first film that you ever saw at the cinema that you remember getting up and going to the cinema to see? Well, I think I, I think the very first one I remember was Dumbo. <laughs> Ooh, Dumbo. I like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember that. Um, but I, I was saying to Sean earlier on about a film I remember seeing... And why it stuck in my mind, I don't know. And it's called The Four-Sided Triangle. Oh, yeah. That came out in 53, I think. So I must have been about five or six at the time or whatever. You know? So my, my parents must have taken me to the cinema. Cause, and uh, I looked it up, and it's, it's, um, it was a Hammer film, an early Hammer film. Oh, yeah. Right? And what is, uh, the only scene I remember about it, and I, can't, I don't know why, is that this guy, he's got this duplicate machine, and he duplicates another woman the base the basis of the story is the girl he's in love with marries somebody else so what he does he either kidnaps her or makes a duplicate clones her you know <laughs> yeah yeah that, that 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 does sound very hammer that that's and, that, <laughs> and that is the only that is the only bit i remember and i and i was looking through some old film magazines one day and there was this scene i thought the four-sided triangle <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah there we go yeah uh, yeah that's my earliest memory for some unknown reason but um, yeah well, remember... is... you don't remember much about the film but that bit just sort of sticks in your head yeah yeah that, yeah, that bit just sticks in your head I don't, I don't know why and I, and, I, and I can never remember the title of the film you know we weren't at that age you know but um, uh, until I saw it in this magazine years and years later yeah <laughs> <laughs> so you don't remember how the film ends or anything like that no, 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 how it begins or how it ends or anything else, no, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, Sean, sure, I'll tell you what, right, I reckon that when we actually, when we, when we, either when we have a wide, or go to the widescreen weekend or something like that, maybe we need to yeah, find okay. a print of the four cylinders triangle and have like a little Netflix versus cinema <laughs> festival. That's, that's intrigued me, that's, that's intrigued me, that has, that's really intrigued me, yeah, yeah four-sided yeah, triangle. Yeah, yeah. and, uh, and yeah, I okay. just in the Halliwells this morning. <laughs> oh, Halliwells Film Guide. What? what how many? Okay, so, so how many? So, so okay. So Halliwells Film Guide. How many copies of the Halliwells Film Guide do you have? Like how many I've years? Just, I've just got that one. That's an old one. I've, okay. Because uh, that's two thousand and three, and I've got a Who's Who one as well. Okay, just so, just so for anybody who's listening to this and doesn't understand what at the moment uh, we're we're recording this on Zoom, and I can see that Butch is in his study or something, or it looks like a film memorabilia. Oh, yeah. You've Man got cake. you've got you've got clapperboards behind you. I can see that you've got a parkan up on the up on the shelf somewhere, like a, a sort of stage light. 
Yeah. I could. I, I, is that is that a bird from Rio? Is that a parrot from Rio? Oh, it's coming from a junk shop. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right. And so yeah, so we just have a whole bunch of stuff that he just has. Oh, okay. I see. You've got the you've got the cartoon Kim Basinger from Cool World. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah. Yeah, that. Yeah, either either the Lone Ranger. You got an? What is that? An original poster from from what year yeah. of of uh, the Lone? No. Okay. Yeah. Anybody from wondering what? Anybody wondering what we're talking about, we will, we will put this up on our Twitter and on our Facebook page so you can actually see as we're going around yep. Butch's film Man Cave. <laughs> oh, all right, okay, so, so let's, get back, let's get back to, our, um, get back to our, uh, the questions. So yep. the second question that we usually have is, what was the last film you managed to catch at the cinema before the lockdown happened? The last one I saw in the cinema? Yep. Was that one? The Homesman. The Homesman? Yeah. Oh, what is what, what is that? Who who does uh, it stop? Tommy, he actually directed Tommy Lee Jones and Hilary Swank. Oh, I remember this was a couple of years ago, wasn't it? That's right. Yeah, yeah. But he's escorting the women across the uh, the prairies to the nut house. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, so so it's a it's a Tommy Lee Jones. So that was so this is about probably three years ago that this film came out. Tommy Lee Jones. Acted, yeah. directed in it uh, with Hilary Swank as a Western. So, uh, it, yeah, and what? Um, how do you not? Is, at the moment, you don't go to the cinema that much. Is that the way, case, or is it no, that? No, no, I don't, no, no. Funny enough, I hardly ever go to the cinema at all. Yeah, I don't know why. Yeah. Well, is it? Is it? Is is there something that is? Does it, is it not just the same if you're not in a projection booth? Booth. Well, uh, this, well, it's not only that. The cinema is not the same. Yeah, you know? you know, the atmosphere is never the same. Yeah, yeah. As, as I remember, so I remember the good old days, and uh, today everybody's. You know, I don't know. The, the cinemas, they're never comfortable, you know, unless you're going to the, the new ones, you know. Yeah. But, uh, but then they get all the expense of it these days, you know. Yeah, it is quite expensive nowadays. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Butch, Butch, I'll have to, I'll have to start taking you when I come over. Then I'll have to meet up and take <laughs> yeah, over. Well, yeah. Well, the, la- the last film I saw in Bournemouth. Funny enough, that was it—the new, the, the brand new one they built, yeah. and that was yeah. Apocalypse Now, the the, the oh, yeah. anniversary yeah. version. Yeah, yeah. But it, but it is expensive. It is toes. It is Bournemouth, Bournemouth's yeah. expensive, expensive cinema. That's like oh, you know, I mean, just, well, just like, what, what, film, what yeah, are we talking? Fifteen quid. Yeah, about that way. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's very expensive. Yeah. Um, the other one I saw there was um, The Revenants. Yeah. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. The- yeah, yeah. I've got a, a friend of mine. We 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 get selective, and you know we go to you know see what just the films we want to see. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's two of them we saw. Yeah. So and, so uh, what is so what is your um, criteria when you're choosing? If you're if you're if you say we don't go to the cinema that often, we're going to see a certain different b- bits of film. What is your criteria for choosing what films you see? Uh, what well, I see, well. I've got a load of DVDs, and I, what I started doing actually is collecting the films from way back. The films I, I've actually projected a lot of them, you know. Yeah. And I do, and I do comparisons. Like I got um, the other last week, I was watching The Getaway. I got two versions of The Getaway. You know? Oh yeah, yeah, the Alec Baldwin one and the Steve McQueen one. Yeah, that's, yeah and the yeah. Uh, yeah, Steve McQueen one, and I, things like that, and the Superman ones. You know, and I do comparisons, you know. <laughs> yeah. And, I, and uh, that's what I do, and then I started buying obscure films just as you know. But I used to go to um, a friend of mine. Like, I actually worked. We worked together at one time. And he, he used to run the um, the the, uh, the arts here in London. Yeah, you know? and we used to go to 
Yeah, all mm-hmm. his special special viewings, you know, which is good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, he, he, he's he's gone now, so I never got up to London at all. Now. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, which is a shame. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, so okay. I know that you. So you don't go to cinema that much nowadays. But no. you were talking. But you were talking about what well, part of the reason why you don't go to cinema that much is because it's not the same as it used to be. That, that, <laughs> that no, so, no. so can you tell us? Because the, the third question we usually ask people is, why do you think cinema is a thing? Why why is cinema so great? So for you, when you say it's not the same as it used to be, what what? Tell me a little well, bit about the magic of cinema. What is the magic of cinema for you? Well, the, for you? The, the, well the magic of cinema was. There were picture palaces, you know, there were dream factories, you know. The, when we went to a, the old cinemas, all the decor and, you know, all the lighting and, you know, the way this, that is presented, all the curtains and the tabs and all that, you know. Uh, and you've got a show. And the idea is you went in, you went entertained for two hours, three hours, you know. You went in, you didn't know a projection that existed until, unless the film broke down. <laughs> it's his fault, you know. But, and then you, you came, I mean... You just go in, there's been the manager, you stood there welcoming people there, and you welcome people out. But nowadays, you go in there, you never see anybody, you get a ticket out of the machine, you go in there and sit in, and every cinema looks the same. It's like a big black hole, you know, no, you know, no taps, no, you know, then they show hours of adverts and trailers. You know? yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's true, that's true. That's right, yeah. And no, it's, there's no magic in actually going to the cinema, you know? Yeah. Oh, that's okay. But then, then, then. Yeah, there's still well, there's yeah. still magic, mate. Still magic oh, yeah. going. Yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure there's, a magic, there's magic in what you see on the screen. Yeah, but yeah, but uh, I, I don't think they. Yeah, yeah. Have you ever been to one of these um, uh, hidden cinema th- things? Oh, secret Where, cinema. Just, secret cinemas. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've I've been to one yeah. of the secret cinema things. Yeah, yeah. Well, I haven't, but I yeah, I like the idea. Just you know, out of curiosity, you know. Well, yeah. well, I think oh, something that you might be, you know, that the drive-in cinema with COVID and everything, the drive-in cinema is making a comeback. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I've been in America, yeah, way back, yeah. 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 Oh, all right. Yeah. So, so with that, I mean, you were saying because oh, obviously we've done quite a few of these interviews now. I think we've probably done about six, five, six of the of the interviews on the actual podcast, and in the. In the week that we're recording this, the podcast that's going to go up, we have somebody on the show who's super fan Nina, and for her. It's all, and this is something that keeps coming back again and again. People just keep saying it's about the experience. It's about the experience of going to the cinema. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah. 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 So, so for you, but at the moment you don't go to the cinema that much, but you love this. You love cinema. You oh love yeah, fil- yeah. You love film. So, Whoa. so at the moment people are talking about cinemas being like um, that they might be going out of business. That they might never be the same again. That so for you. Could you imagine a world in which you don't have cinemas anymore, even if they're just these black boxes? Oh, I think, Wait, uh, no, I you think, don't have you don't have cinemas anymore. You can only watch TV. You can only watch films at home on your TV. Well, no, I think there always will be cinemas. I think they will be. You know, but in what form, I don't know. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. you know, like, uh, I mean, cinemas have uh, been well over a hundred years now. Have been going, you know, and, yep. and there was some. Um, changing um of course they're up against television at one time and then you know the, the, and now netflix yeah well netflix do our own film but i think um i think that i don't think the cinemas will be big i think they'll be more selective in what they're showing and, and the audience yeah. will be more you know yeah but the, i think the majority of the people would just rather sit at home and watch but the, the thing though is um it's like when when video came out you know video not the cinemas 
for quite a bit. But what happened there, people were fed up in the end and sit at home watching videos and they decided to go back out to the cinemas again because they wanted that experience of going out with a friend, you know, going somewhere, you know? Yeah, so, we spoke about we we spoke about that last week, didn't we, Toast? Yeah, was we did. Come up we, with VHS. Yeah, yeah, we did. Yeah, we did. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. Well, I was I've always been tr- interested in the psychology of film and things like that. You know, and it affects people. And you know, yeah. You know, and like I say, I I, I the I, I select films I like um who's in it, who directs it, and things like this. You know, or mm-hmm. it, I mean, it, yeah, and yeah, I, I've worked I worked on films. I used I've worked in studios. You know. Things like this. Yep. Okay, so which director would get you back into a cinema? Which director? Well, well, Stanley Kubrick, but he's dead. (laughs) 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 Yeah. 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 I've always interested in Kubrick because he's, you know, the way he makes him and everything else. At the moment, I'm reading uh, the uh, the biography of Don Siegel. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Yeah. He's he's, he's pretty good, you know. He was. Okay. Good, yeah. Yep. Yeah. So is is there anybody yeah, is there anybody alive? Any sort of like director or actor or something like that you think, oh yeah, okay, me, I've got to go into the cinema to see what this guy's doing, see what they're all about. Well, another thing, well, um a lot of people well, uh Clint Eastwood, he always makes good movies. Oh yeah? Yeah. Yeah, you know, you know, he's coming up to what, nineteen eighty or whatever, I don't know, yeah. And he's still making good movies, you know? Yeah. Have you Has seen he... any of his later ones? But uh, you... no, um, no, he's just made another one, isn't he? There's, yeah, no, I haven't. Um, I think his last one was Richard Jewell. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's one. A good yeah, movie. I like that. Did you like that, Toast? Did you see Richard Jewell? Yeah, I thought it was good, but it was it was only a three out of five for me. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, yeah I, think, was... I think we did a review on that. Yeah. 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 We did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Oh, okay. Cool. So. With that, because our final question that we usually ask is, what are you most looking forward to seeing when cinemas reopen again? When in the after this lockdown is sort of lifted and allows people to go back into the cinema? But from what you said, it sounds like you're not particularly looking forward to seeing anything. Well, not at the moment. I don't know what I, um, I don't know what it's about at the moment. Yeah. Okay, um, so so I will change the I will change the sec- the question slightly and say, Sean. Oh, the, the, oh, oh, the, uh, yeah. the um the the risk for Dreyfus one about the astronaut. Fancy seeing that one. Oh, oh yes, yes, yes. I've I've seen this. It's not a Netflix film. Sorry, I think I, th- I thought it was a Netflix film. It that probably we... is. I don't know. I just seen, yeah, uh, I th- I seen the trailer for it on the yeah, and that's about it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I've seen I've seen this Richard Dreyfus being. An, uh, I think it's out at the moment on one of the streaming platforms. I can't remember what it's called though. I can't remember what it's yeah. called, but yeah. Uh, uh, but long time is he? Sorry, what's that? He hasn't made a film for a long time. He hasn't. No, no. I think he's pretty much. He's pretty much. So he's pretty much retired. Yeah. Pretty, but there's a film that there's a film with him and Chevy Chase on Netflix where they're like an old sort of manager comedian where they're trying to come back and it's called the last something. I think the last laugh. Yeah, it's called the last laugh. Uh, right. that, that that looks pretty. It looks it looks quite interesting. So I'm going to change the question. I'm going to say, Sean. Sean. Yes. What are you going to drag? Butch, Butch along to, to the cinema, yeah. Well, he's got a choice, Butch. I'll give you a choice here, and I will come, and we, we will go for one of those. Because I got what we can do is if I got a meerkat thing and me, me Sydney World card, I uh, can uh, take you yeah. getting for nothing. So you have got a choice. I'll give you Mulan, right, uh-huh. the live action remake. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Possi- possibly James Bond. Possibly James Bond, the new one. Oh, really? 
Sorry, sorry. It's just like it's just the absolute look of like un- <laughs> the, the absolute look of, of being unimpressed. The uh, the absolute look of like okay, oh yeah, mm-hmm, yeah. What else you got? Butch looks totally yeah. unimpressed with any of those. <laughs> tenant, tenant. I think I think tenant, tenant, tenant. The the oh, Christopher Nolan movie, which oh, is. Yeah. I, I think yeah. that's the one that they're, they're hoping to use to relaunch yeah, cinemas. Yeah, yeah, that's right. They're, yeah, when the cinema reopens, that's the one they're trying to push out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, he's all right. I'm, I'm a, he tends to overdo it a bit, I think. Uh, yeah, Nolan, yeah. I mean, yeah. Okay. Uh, I want interest. Okay. Um, go on, sorry. And I was just going to say, Sean, I think that is the most we're going to get. That is the most enthusiastic response we're going to get. So, yes, right. it's a deal. You take Butch to go see Tenet. <laughs> Tenet, yeah, Tenet. Well, I'll take, take, drag him out again. It's only, because yeah. it's only really, it's only recently that we, we sort of reconnected, really, although sort of in yeah. the past. And it was, I just happened to see, because um, we used to do, believe it or not, we used to do uh, American Civil War reenactments. Oh yeah! To see yep. your your son posted uh, some memorabilia stuff, and I'm actually in one of those old old yeah, yeah. Uh, like newsreel ones. You can actually see me playing a dead person. So that's <laughs> good to see. Best so, part you ever played, I think. Yeah. <laughs> it's like Sean Harris, dead man. Yeah. <laughs> I always I always look good as a dead man. I always yeah. look good as a dead man. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right, cool, cool. So, Butch, you didn't mention the fact that I worked for the uh, the IMAX either. Oh no, you worked at the IMAX, didn't you? Worked the IMAX here. Okay, all right. Now, okay, now we. I'm going to ask you because I know Sean's spoken about IMAX in the past, and I am not a particular. I'm not a particular fan of IMAX. But so? you've seen you've seen all the changes like throughout the cinema, yeah. the cinema scope, all that sort of stuff. And and IMAX yeah. was supposed to be this really really big thing that was supposed to be this is cinema, this is not TV. Come back into the cinemas and all that. It was one of those one of those gimmicks they tried to use, like when they used I don't know Smellorama or something to try and get people to come to the cinema. Yes. So what do you think of IMAX after having having worked in IMAX? What do you think about it? Well, I think the I think the format was um, brilliant. That. Um... But uh, the, the IMAX they use now is all digital. So, you know, it's, uh, uh, when I run it, we we had three D IMAX, you know, and that okay. was really, you know, and that was that was used in seventy mil film, you know, running oh. horizontally. So you got oh. a big frame, yeah, yeah, and the depth of field was great. But um, you had to have the right film to see it, in, you know, like oh. um, the ones they shot out in space on the space station were absolutely brilliant, you know. Oh yeah. yes, I remember that. So, so when did you stop working in the cinemas? When did you stop projection? Uh, I stopped uh, at two thousand and three. So that I was, in, I was do, doing it for uh, thirty-two years. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh wow! Yeah. That that's also you pretty much owned the cinema. Well, I, I went from the, I went from the early, the early, and I, then I went to the Goldman because the Goldman had um cineramas, the uh, yep. the single lens cinerama, you know, yeah. deep scope. So I got. Uh, moved down there uh and then from there i went to the abc i was at the abc for 22 years then yeah. i left the ABC, went to the um well i did a bit of freelancing and then i went into um cinerama then i went back to freelancing <laughs> yeah. I, I reckon i reckon that you should set up like you know the bournemouth the bournemouth garden cinema or something like that where you should have you should get like a big screen up set the whole thing is because you probably know well, how to set yeah. one up on your own 
Well, yeah, that would be nice. But, um, yeah, I think uh, somebody's already thought of that one. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, yeah. Butch, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you so much for sharing us, sharing with us your years of expertise. Um, I have no doubt that at some point we will be calling you back and going, right, what do you think about this? <laughs> But yeah, thank you, thank you so much for sharing. But um, yeah, it's been a pleasure to talk to you. And um, yeah, have a listen to the show. We'll let you know when it comes out, and um, it'll be yeah. We'll, and let's hope we get you into the cinema to see some films. And oh, okay. yeah, there's, there's, there's still something. There's still something there. There's still something there. Yeah. Oh yeah, I'm sure there is. Yeah, but it's um, the trouble is the cinemas here. They always show all the very commercial stuff. You know. You know oh yeah. Thing, you know, that's the thing. Being a seaside town, they will you know. That's what we really need is an art cinema down here. You know, really that shows different films. You know, because in, in the sixties, that's the thing I used to like. Because um, what when they had the uh, what they was called the British quota, you had to show forty percent of British films. Oh then yeah. We went into, then we went into the EU, so we show all these foreign films because you're still in, you're in the EU. We just get French films, Italian films, you know, and they're great. You know. You oh know, yeah. You, you want something different, you know, and uh, yeah. Instead of all these commercial films, <laughs> yeah. Well, instead, instead of all the American films, oh yeah, well, all the blockbusters. Yeah, I, I think I think yeah, it's yeah. only going to be blockbusters now. I think they're only going to be making blockbusters. Well, I mean, well, I, I'm like you. I'm I'm always, I always like the independent films. Yeah, well, the thing is, see, they're run they're, they're run by businessmen. They're not run yeah. by um, showmen. That, that's why I said about in the old days, the cinemas were run by showmen. Yeah. Yeah, you know? but now it's business. You know how much ice cream you can sell. How many, you know, how much popcorn you can sell. The film's only to get the people in. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, essentially, yeah. That that's the way yeah. it works. Because yeah. I think cin- cinemas don't make that much money off the film. Um, oh the, no, no, the, the, the film, the film studios yeah. make a lot of money off the film. Cinemas make yeah, a lot. Of, <laughs> cinemas oh, yeah. make. So yeah. essentially, cinemas have made no money off me because I don't buy any food when I go there. No, so- <laughs> no me neither. No, neither. No, no. I'm like, I'm here for the film. Bye. <laughs> so- yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like flying Ryanair. Never buy anything on Ryanair. Well, I don't even <laughs> fly Ryanair. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think nobody's flying Ryanair right now. So <laughs> that's got to be good. <laughs> okay. okay. All right. Just wanted to say thank you very much. Thank you so much for joining us, Butch. Uh, um, thanks for coming on, and we will let you know when the episode is up. It's been a okay. pleasure. Okay. Thank you very much. Yes, uh, that was Butch. Once again, thank you very, very much for for actually being on the show with us. Now, you see, this is the thing with uh, with with him. Like, um, I know his the real name isn't actually Butch, but and at the beginning of it, I was thinking, oh yeah, his his real name is uh, it's Dean, is it? Dean. Dean. Yeah, 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 Dean. Yeah, his real name is Dean. But by the end of it, I was just thinking, ah, he's Butch, but he's but and, and and it does fit yeah. him. I think it fits him. <laughs> it does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It really, really so, does. So yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, I mean, if you think fifth. From 15 years old, he basically started off in cinema, you know. Yeah. But uh, like you said, the stories, I mean, you know, it was just great. Like, ring the little bell. Oh, yeah, Sean. <laughs> Drop down. It's quite a distance as well because it's up quite high. Oh, cheers. And up, up we go. Used to, I used to pick up all the little cuttings because, like, when he said he used to splice them together. Yeah. I used to pick up all the... Like, oh, I want that because they'd be like little frames, you know. Yeah. And I believe somewhere, if I can ever find them, i got a little little small film tin with lots of little stills in uh, you know little little frames of film so okay. probably worth something these days they weren't at the time you know you know sure in my head the picture i now have is you know the film cinema paradiso 
Do you know that? Do you know, are you are you like a mind reader? Because I was just exactly thinking that exactly the same thing. So, you know. Yeah, so so this 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 uh, the film Cinema Paradiso. So uh, we said before we used to do another podcast called They Don't Make Them Like They Used To. And Joe, who was on that podcast with us, he um, set up the Facebook page, and on the uh, on the yeah, uh, the cover page, yeah, the cover still is a still from Cinema Paradiso, which is the old guy projectionist in the background with the thing, and the kid holding like a roll of film, looking at it with this massive <laughs> smile yeah. on his face. And uh, the way you way you said that, you just made it sound like essentially your childhood was like Cinema Paradiso Bournemouth version. so so how many how many films do you reckon you watched with butch that way from the from the from the uh, projection booth um right let's go then so well i used to when i used to go up to the projection booth and i'd sit with him and i'd like to have a cup of tea and then he would let me in yeah through like the the exit the he would let me in to actually watch the films but while he was in the projection booth you had because it was uh um because there were three screens and one that averted it they had cameras for each of the films which were showing oh yeah um so and i, I could look and say mm-hmm, or, or choose which one and then he'd, he'd take me down open like the little fire not a fire exit but yeah i suppose a fire exit and i used to go and i just used to sit and watch the film so let's have a look what we're looking at we're probably looking at from i would say probably well let's just say close encounters to probably so what were you doing a teenager then shawnee yeah, I was a teenager. Yeah, I wasn't quite young. Yeah, so I was I was a teenager. So I'd say yeah, Star Wars, Close Encounters, era. So so seventy seven. Seventy seven. Yeah, seventy seven. And then so I'd have been what seventeen. And then uh, I used to. Well, I'd say. Well, I remember remember Scarface. What year was Scarface? Who that was that was eighty something. The Al Pacino one. That was that was eighty something. Okay, so so a good ten years then. Good oh. ten years. <laughs> so good lord. So well, you, you say you did not pay. I remember. You, I, the, it, uh, the it reason, was eighty three. Scarface was eighty three. Oh, okay. So, um, yeah, and I'm, I'm sure there's a few more after. I, I'll tell you for why I, met, I always remember Scarface being one because I actually saw the, the tellies that were in the corner, and actually it was it was already showing Scarface, so you could actually see. And there's the balcony scene, you know, at the end. And I looked. Oh yeah, and I yeah. Oh, oh, that looks good. And I said, oh, Butch, can I go and see that one? He goes, yeah, next performance is in about half an hour. So I sat there, I'd have a cup of tea, look at the film stills. I mean, it's, um, and then, then he'd let me in and I'd watch. So that's, that's why I remember Scarface. So, so yeah. So you say, so, so definitely a five, six year period. I think it, uh, so that, it would definitely be a six year period. So yeah. you say for well, a six year period, you didn't pay to go to the cinema? No. No. <laughs> I'd, Although I did used to, I did used to, there was um, a guy, there used to be a charter train that would go up to London. So there was like, a, and I used to go, it was a pound, it cost a pound. Yeah. And the guy used to charter a pain. It was just, you went up about 10 o'clock and you came back about eight o'clock. And I remember going to see the films I saw there was, and I think I've got a little picture of me dressed in real um, sort of clothes. I remember going to see, the Empire Strikes Back at the um, Odeon Leicester Square. Oh, yeah. No, Odeon Marble Arch. So I used to go up there. I used to go up with a guy called uh, Rob, his name was. And um, we used to we used to go up and we'd go because we'd go, he was really into his cinema things as well. So we used to go up and just spend like a day going to Wardle Street, Cannon Street. And there used to be – so he used to like to go to a place called Cheapo Cheapo Records. 
which was a place. And the weirdest thing is with Cheapo Cheapo Records is I was looking through an old, the, all my old records and they've still, I've still got labels. There's one called the film called Legend of the Seven, Seven Golden Vampires and it's got very good condition for two pounds. You know what I mean? So <laughs> a vinyl and old vinyl stuff. And so, yeah, so we got to London for the day and that was the old time I, I did do stuff <clears> to <throat> then and that's a little bit more, but it was worth it, you know? Yeah. And I think I saw the te- Texas Chainsaw Massacre because that was London only certificate. Okay. So, right, yeah. Yeah, so yeah, I've always been into my movies. Yeah, we're going to call Sean back from memory lane. Come back from memory. Yeah, okay. Sorry, sorry, sorry. sorry. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's, yeah, it's good. It. It's good. Okay, so Sean's back from memory lane. And I'll just like to say, everybody needs to have a butch in their lives. Because, <laughs> uh, yeah, I was very lucky, really. Do, do, do you reckon that he ever thought that you were going to be his apprentice and take over him one day, Cinema Paradiso, cinema Paradiso style? See, so. No, I, I don't really think so. No, I don't think that was... Um, that was... I mean... I think it would have been fascinating that it would have been an interesting job, but I, I, I didn't really think of it at that time of actually, you know, going that way. Yeah. So, 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 but uh, yeah, it was, it was, it was, I mean, it's really good. I used to love it. I, I, I just turn up, I go into town, and, you know, I think, Oh yeah, I'll go, go watch a movie. Or if there was a movie on, I'd go, go watch it. And right. um, I wish I'd have kept my, I've got, um, I tell you, I had some posters and I put them on bedroom wall. I think I've told this story countless times, but I had Assault on Precinct 13, which was a poster. I had the Star Wars original poster, yeah. Close Encounters poster, and I had them all on my bedroom wall. I had them all, and and then and they were up there for ages. And then I think I went away or something, and my parents decided they'd. My, it was a time they, to redecorate my room. Yeah, they just got rid of all of them. Yeah, 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 yeah. You still so, have some good ones, but okay. So Sharon, yeah, Sharon, did you? Was there anything that you? Um, wanted to add to the whole butch thing well i thought he had some interesting films that he sort of trotted out with us i have absolutely never heard of the four-sided no. triangle oh what? no four-sided triangle can you have a four-sided triangle is it it's not a triangle anymore <laughs> but, but the, and this goes back to one of my things about how how the film titles said something that made you yeah. go ooh. Uh, can what's you, that what, what's about? that all about what's that it's like yeah. I, I know that Netflix has a new season that has a title like that that makes you go what the heck and makes you actually want to, and it's Warrior yeah. Warrior Nun no yeah <laughs> and what's yeah, Warrior... oh is that based on the Morgan Rice books I don't know maybe not maybe I just, not I don't know I, I just saw it might be it might be I just saw the t- I just saw the um the notification came up on YouTube for a new Netflix uh, what's the word Netflix trailer and it was Warrior Nun. And I saw the title and I was like, you know what? I'm going to give the trailer a watch. I might not watch the show, but I'm going to watch the trailer just for that title alone. So, <laughs> so yeah, you, I'll have to yeah. look at that trailer. So you were, you were saying Four-Sided Triangle. Yeah, I'd never heard. And obviously that's a film that gave, had the most impact on him because it was a few scenes that he went like, ooh, when he was a child. Yeah. So I was thinking, I've never heard of that. Um, so interesting. Um, but yeah, because he touched on quite a lot of films, but he didn't actually talk about the films, did he? So now we touched upon, you know, like Dumbo is the first film he saw, and that he'd seen Sound of Music endless, <laughs> endless times. times. Oh yeah, that was funny. That was funny. Endless yeah. times. And the thing is, the funny so thing is, could, no, but if we thing... sort of threw a line at him, he'd know exactly where that was. <laughs> if we said Rolf, he'd go, "Hey, oh, <laughs> right at the end." <laughs> So, so but the, the thing with it, right? Okay, the, the thing with or with that is he 
he's watched countless times, he's seen loads of films countless times, but he wasn't tired of Sound of Music. And I thought it was funny when I asked him the questions as to which ones he's tired of that he's never want to see that again, and which one he's like, the that Godfather. was a joke. And it was like, The Godfather. <laughs> he didn't have to think about it. He didn't hesitate. He's <laughs> like, yeah, I never want to <laughs> see that film again. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that that wasn't it wasn't even uh, that wasn't even a question I prepped him with it was one I just came up with at the spot and he just straight away had an answer it was like but that's like some music isn't it you can hear a song and go wow that's an amazing song and then you hear it a few more times and you're thinking yeah that's a really good song and then you hear it a few yeah. more times and you think I never want to hear that song ever again <laughs> and there's some songs I... <laughs> you just want to keep on hearing and you never they never get old but some ones it's like mm. you do go through this arc of like yeah, love it. And then it's like, okay, not so much. Then it's like, okay, I hate I, it now. So I think there are films like know, that where you think, yeah. amazing. And then familiarity breeds contempt. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think, I think I totally agree with you. I think if you hear a song the first time and you really like it straight away on the first time, then to me, after you've heard it a lot of times, you get fed up with it. A film, uh, a song you hear or a piece of music you hear, sometimes you think, yeah, that's all right. That's all right. And then you listen to it again. You think, oh, that's blooming good. And then the third time, you think, yeah, that is that's that's really really good. Yeah, like the but Avengers theme tune. I mean, like the Avengers theme tunes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, but what really drives me mad is it's Christmas. <laughs> I know that's right, but I love Christmas. But that song just like, oh my god, no, please, please, every every thirty two minutes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You know, he, again, he didn't, he didn't elaborate on either, but he said one of his favorite films was like 2001: A Space Odyssey, but he didn't elaborate on that, did he? Yeah, no, no, it's no, he didn't. Really, yeah, really in passing. One, one, one thing he was really, really interested, and I remember, was because he had like a little mock-up of Apollo 8 and all that. He was very, very right. much into the space program, really, really big time into the space program. Yeah, he talked about the IMAX films, didn't he? The, in the IMAX, IMAX yeah. So, so he's films. really in. in he was really into the the space space. I remember because that was the first time I didn't realise that the the lunar module, the lunar landing module, was actually when they, when they get into orbit and then they turn it round. You know, I I mean I just never thought about it until. But it was him that was because he used to have he used to have little diagrams on the wall. He had like this thing of like what they used to do when they go out into space. Well, so in the production, the, uh, yeah. yeah. So they they go up into like the Earth's atmosphere and then so yeah. A bit like uh, you only live twice, you know. Oh yeah. Sorry, I'm random. He's got an interesting man cave, though, doesn't it? He's got all sorts of things in his man we, cave. We, we, I I'll, obviously I'll, didn't get to see that, but you, you it, did. You uh, we 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 will put on we will put on uh, the clip because obviously it was on a Zoom call, so we had like a video thing, and we'll put on the clip of um, Butch showing us the things around the man cave because I understand. Okay, it's audio, it's a podcast. And if you're listening to this, you might you'll be like, what on earth was it, were we talking about? Oh, what and I, I think I tried to talk through the things that we were seeing, but we'll also put up the clip onto our Twitter and our Facebook page to show the different things that Butch was showing us in his man cave. But it is an interesting film buff man cave. So make notes. I, I want to know what Sharon thinks, because you haven't seen it, have you, Butch. Sharon? I mean, I know what he looks like. I know yeah, what and, he looks and, like. And I now know what he looks so, like because we had to see his man cave. Looks like... <laughs> So it's just you, Sharon. Yes. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I was thinking Arthur Lowe, but with a lot more hair. 
Who's Ooh. Arthur Lowe? <laughs> Arthur Lowe? Captain Mannering. No. Captain Mannering. Oh, 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 oh. I was thinking Captain Mannering, was a, but with a lot more hair. So, but no, I didn't think of, I think of him as being bolder. I thought of him just had like lots of grey hair. So that's what, that was my, that sort of, not a, like right. a smaller man, um, but, you know, interested in what he's interested in. So uh, that was my picture was like a slightly Captain Mannering type physical figure with but with lots of lot of more gray hair okay okay we'll post the video we'll post the video and uh, we'll, we'll see how it is like i can't i can't talk about the height i'll be sure sure can say a little bit more about that but we'll, we'll post the video up online sharon you um, have a look at his... okay <laughs> i would say all right yeah cool uh, um the height the height's good the, 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 yeah, I, 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 I don't put it this way, Sharon. I don't think you are a million miles off. <laughs> no, I don't think you're a million miles off. Um, all right, so um, thank you very much for but to Butch. Thank you for coming on the show. And now, uh, we who wants to hear some film quiz answers? Yes, please. Oh, yes, please. <laughs> who wants to hear some film quiz answers? All right, so this is thank you, Patrick. We at the beginning of the show. Some of you might have listened to the quotes at the beginning of the show, and I'm trying to figure out what films those were. And um, huh, I now have the answers. I have opened them up in front of me. And number one, we had I'd make a good Gordon Gordon, and from the same film, are there two eyes in dollar? Oh, it's two, are there two eyes in dollar? No, no, I mean that must be L's. Okay, yeah, no, it, it must be. Are there two L's in dollar? I and there's two G's in bugger off. That was the first film. <laughs> the first film. And that was any any final guesses on that? No, I couldn't. No. That was local dumb dumb. hero. No. Oh, oh wow. Right. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. Right. Um now oh, it's Gordon Gordon Scottish. He's up in Scotland, isn't it? So, yeah, yeah. Oh. And and there's there's the I. I and there's two G's in bugger off. I, I'm not going to attempt a Scottish. <laughs> I'm not going to attempt a Scottish accent. Okay, what's the matter? No, this is number quote number two. What's the matter? You never had your hand on a teat before. Not one this size. Yeah, I so know. I think I think Thunder. Sharon's probably close with a carry on. A carry on. I've got. <laughs> oh, it, it's it's American. Okay, think American film. Think somebody being in a rural setting where they might have to milk a cow. Uh, is it the one of the ones with the? City Slickers. No, no, but no, no, no. it's it's Witness. Oh, oh wow! Right. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, Harrison Ford. Yeah, well, I wish. Uh, no, no, I can imagine Harrison Ford going not one this size. <laughs> I, can, <laughs> I can totally imagine this. Okay, now number three is yeah. this heaven? No, it's Iowa. Field of Dreams. We yes, Field of Dreams. You are right on that. And um, now we had here, here, here. And from the same film, if I medicined you, you'd think a brain tumor was a birthday present. That I think we had no idea on that one. No idea. No idea. That was with Neil and I. All right. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. And now, if only you'd seen what I've seen with your eyes, number five. Oh, yeah. We, like, we were, we were intrigued by this one. I have no idea. But Do, yeah. have, have, have we landed on an answer? Have we landed on an answer that we're going to go forward with? Go on, stick with Sharon. Sharon, we've got to stick with it now, yeah. Okay, yeah. okay, all right, cool. We should have stuck with our first guess. It was actually Blade Runner. Blade Runner, right. It was Blade Runner. It Whoa. was Blade Runner. Whoa. I think it is one of those... It, it, uh, I, I think we, we were right when we were speculating. I think it's the from the first yes. part of the Roy Batty scene before he starts talking yeah. about, I've seen things 
surfing off the yeah. edge of something else. I've seen, and mm. I know some people are going to, wait, what the, how do you not know that word for word? Sorry, I don't yeah. know the word, bad thing word for word. Because <laughs> there's that creepy guy as well. There's a creepy scientific guy who makes all the experiments on all the dolls and things, isn't there? Yeah. Where you oh! Dolls that... Yes, it's the bit where they go, where it's Roy Batty and Daryl Hannah, and they go and meet the creepy guy who makes the they, replicants, and he they says... They meet the, the creator guy, yeah. And they say that to him before they do something to his eyes, don't they? Yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. I think it's him, the creepy guy. I don't think it's Roy Batty. Oh. Creepy guy, creepy guy. <laughs> <laughs> creepy guy. Okay, cool. Number six, for you are in Elysium and already dead. We got that one, didn't we? We know. Yeah, yeah, Gladiator. We got that one. Gladiator. Yeah. In, in his brackets, he wrote, continuing the Ridley Scott theme. Now, number seven. All right. Now, Sean, he did mention this film. I remember him mentioning this film was one of his favorite films ever in his interview. And he said, whatever your dream was, it wasn't a very happy one, was it? That was... You, you, Sharon, you were going to say something? No, I thought it was a matter of life and death, but he didn't mention that in his, yeah, no, he in didn't. his interview. It's Brief Encounter. Oh yeah, um, yeah. Of course, <laughs> of course. Brief encounter. Oh well. Okay, number eight. I'll be right there after my AA meeting. Oh, Larry, I didn't realize you had a drinking problem. Well, I don't really, but that's where all the deals are being made these days. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's the player. You got the film from my description. Yes, yeah, so I think. Thank you for giving me the title, but I'm pretty sure that's the player. You are bang on. That is the player. That that, that is Robert <laughs> almost the player. Then number nine. You don't fancy me, do you, Miss? Notes on a scandal. Uh, Billy Elliot. Oh, oh wow. Billy Elliot. <laughs> yes, Billy Elliot. Number nine, number ten. You should see the other guy. Yeah, I don't know. Predator. Yeah, okay. Fargo. Ah, uh, you see, right, that's no. overrated. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't have got that. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I do think, I do. I don't understand why people love Fargo as much as they do. I liked it, but I don't understand why they love it as much as they do. And number 11, I'll have what she's having. I got that. Yeah, we all got that when Harry met yeah. Sally. That was Sally. And number, and number 12. And tomorrow we come back and we cut off your Johnson. So I can hear almost hear Arnie saying that. Blazing <laughs> Saddles. <laughs> Yeah, it, 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 it's a film that is probably about as random as Blazing Saddles. It is The Big Lebowski. Oh, ah. right, okay. <laughs> the Big Lebowski, no, yeah. I wouldn't have got that. Okay, so, Patrick, thank you very much for uh, entertaining us and showing us up as not paying attention to some films and that we have... Just rubbish it. <laughs> that we have watched. <laughs> that we have watched. <laughs> thank you very much. For, and uh, also for entertaining... Uh, uh, our listeners I tell you our listeners in, in trying to figure out oh, what film is that what film is that I know there's some people who are going to be like with Neil and I because I know way too many people who can quote with Neil and I yeah. backwards mm. <laughs> and yeah I, I don't get it but um, anyway yeah, we got 4 out of 12 so it's not yeah it doesn't it's not a good <laughs> it's not a glowing um, endorsement is it uh, it's our, better, yeah, well, with your help I, 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 with your help I might to double my score which tells you something <laughs> that's that's a good thing though i might have to do that I, I might have to do that myself come up we should all do that we should all come up with lines yeah come up yeah come up with lines to see if we can figure out what film it is from all right and uh, i think that is it for this week and until next yeah. week when i might 
actually managed to drag myself to finish watching Artemis Fowl, and I feel that this is going to be a big rant coming. We, we <laughs> <laughs> I feel it's going to be a big rant coming uh, because, yeah, I think I've seen about half of it, and I'm like, oh, for goodness sake, please. <laughs> but uh, finish up Artemis Fowl, I, and I also want to see The Five Bloods. The Five Bloods and... Um, the Five Bloods, yeah, yeah, that sounds good. And uh, yeah, until next week, it's a goodbye from me. It's a goodbye from me. And it's a goodbye from me. We will see you guys next week. Thank you very much.